Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building, nigga. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2019 Mayacoba Golf Classic. We're going to Mexico in order to break it all down. Got my co-host, as always. Find him on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? Uh, dude, it's it's getting ready to snow here, so uh, it's, it's the Kentucky well. weather report time. <laughs> not well, dude. It's, you know, week off. People need to know what uh, what the weather's like around here. So, does that um, mean golf season's almost over? Golf season has been over, buddy. Oh, it's no. been over. Yeah, yeah. So I, I played skins today for the holiday. Yeah, I almost drove a par four, which I don't drive very far. It's a short par four. I need to clarify that. But I had a buddy takes me on a weekend. I had a buddy that text me all weekend about how he was playing Sweetens Cove. So, I mean, I, I don't oh, need no. it from you, too, dude. <laughs> you know what was ridiculous? I was in Reno this week, and I know we were talking about it before the pod. And usually when I go to Reno in the winter, I hate it because I have to go through snow and all kinds of stuff. It was 75 to 80 degrees highs every day. Really? It was ridiculous. I've never seen it that way in November. It was crazy. It was just nuts. But, hey, it's almost snowing in Kentucky. Yeah. So, um but how's everything else been? We had a week off. We were, we were joking about it before the show. Um, <laughs> anything fun and exciting in, in the golf world and Jesse's world? I mean, I, I got nothing, dude. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's this time of year is just hard to like, I mean, and, and I have a mad respect for the guys who continue to grind out golf, you know, 24, seven, Um, it's just hard. It's, it's hard to do. Uh, but you know, We'll do it here for sure. We um, will do it. We got uh, Mayakoba this week, RSM next week. We'll have, you know, weeks off here and there. We'll have the President's Cup. We were discussing. We'll have a President's Cup preview for you. Um, debating, probably not going to do the hero this year. 18 golfers, just not quite our cup of tea. But um, we'll, we'll break it all down for you. We got, uh, we won't talk President's Cup tonight. We'll talk about it in the preview as it looks like rosters are going to change some more with injuries and whatnot. Um, LT grade voting for himself so a story in itself but uh that'll be for another podcast um any thoughts on anything i, I i'm giving you the open floor uh, i mean you know my it, it's it's hard not to it, it's hard not to mention at least rory won the you know the hsbc there two weeks ago yes. um i guess in a playoff over xander i, I didn't get to watch any of it because it's on <laughs> at times when i'm sleeping so uh but yeah i mean the last <laughs> couple uh weeks there man how how wild is this and then one more one other thing we got to give a special shout out to the dude um kevin at kevin's light on twitter he told us how long ago was it three four five six months ago that brendan todd was on his way back dude he's been a brendan todd guy i remember going to the uh u.s open no had to be the pebble beach pro-am i don't think todd made the u.s open uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and he was doing a practice round with uh, Sepp Straka and company. I took a picture of the bag, sent this to Kevin in our group chat. Kevin was pumped. Um, that was like shortly after he told us that, that Brendan Todd was coming, coming for the for the belt. And uh, yeah, Brendan Todd took one down. Yeah, he, he gets it done over there in the Bermuda Championship. Um, so good for him, man. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good story, too, about a guy who literally couldn't hit a golf ball. He had yep. the yips. Yeah, and the yips are, the yips are no joke. No, they're not. They are not. And anybody who 
makes fun of people who struggle with their golf game. You know, I, I know obviously I make fun of, of, of guys a lot who, who miss short putts, but it, man, golf's not easy. And I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a story, Brandon Todd coming back there, but then Rory overshadows, shadows him, of course. And, you know, in hindsight, we should have seen the Rory win coming. Yeah. Rory just literally put uh, the stamp on uh, Brooks's argument about player of the year, which is pretty funny. I agree. They're both amazing. And I, I wanted Brooks to win player of the year, but, uh, what Rory did was amazing, and then he comes right back out. And Xander tried to go back-to-back. He beat Finau the year before in a playoff, and then he comes and loses to Rory in a playoff, which was pretty impressive to see. And then when you want to talk to Bermuda, when you want to go full tilt, I don't know if I've had a 6-6 six six all-fall swing, and I've still been successful. I had a 6-6 six six with my one lineup in the Bermuda. Nothing. Zero. <laughs> Nada. It was unbelievable. The, 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 uh, the cut sweats on that. That the the account at Cut Sweats was that was a, that was a strange uh, like there was some contests that were super low, some that were super high, but it's just the mm-hmm. I guess the nature of the beast whenever you have small contests like they had that week. So yeah, you know, like, it, at least this week we're back to like a normal PJ Tour event with a cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred hundred and thirty hundred and thirty two man field T sixty five and ties make the cut, so about a half the field or more. Roughly around half will make the cut, which will be a whole other animal, which will be much more uh, what we like to talk about, Jesse. So you mentioned we've, we've been here before. Why don't you have some past event history? Yeah. Uh, so El, El Camin. El, Cam- El, El, Camil- El Camillion. You knew this was going to happen. I know. I fucking knew this was going to happen. <laughs> It's even worse that you know it. I have this like hick accent too. You know what I mean? Like it, it just doesn't make things better whenever I'm trying to pronounce this shit. So, anyways, wherever Bubba just said is where we're at again this year. Last year, Matt Kuchar won one point two nine, almost one point three million dollars. How much did he do? give his cash? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did not know where you were going with. That. <laughs> I mean, what did he give him? Like, five, what? What was the figure? L two like can got around five grand. Off a fucking one point three million dollars, <laughs> and that and he went he went back and 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 fixed it. However, quote unquote, you know, whatever he fixed it. Apparently, supposedly, so should be interesting to hear about that all week long. So he I'm he on, won I'm last year twenty two hundred par. I'm surprised yeah. he's going back right now. Well, me and you both. Like like I maybe let that one die down go. for a year or two before. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, whatever. I, you know, it, but but you. Know, you know, I, he's probably got such a large ego that well, he Skechers, can't. Sketchers don't pay all the bills, so he's got to yeah. go. I mean, the guy's made over like forty million dollars playing golf. You know, so true. He doesn't true. need the money, but um, I, I wonder if he's bringing his own. If his he's going down there with him this year, you would imagine so. I think I, I think it was something like his. I think it was something like his caddy he had to go. He couldn't make it because of illness or family or something. Yeah, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Like, what if he wins? How much does the caddy get this time? Yeah, yeah. there'll be questions about that. So, 2200 par, one shot over Danny Lee last year. Patton Kazire was the uh, 2018 champion. Excuse me, 2017 champion. 2017-18 golf year. Anyways, long story short on Patton Kazire, he actually won two fall swing events that year, I believe. Yep. Um, 1900 par, one shot over Ricky Fowler. 2016 was... The man, uh, Pat Perez, twenty one hundred par, two shots over Gary Woodland. Graham McDowell's won this event in the past. Um, Charlie Hoffman, Harris English. I mean, that the names aren't that great. 
for this event because there's, you know, this is a kind of a funky fall swing event that just falls in a bunch of randomness here. But anyways, long story short, um, this is, this is the Kuchar event from last year. So this is, this is what everybody remembers from this event. Yeah. Like, like I posted in the, uh, FSD Slack chat this morning, welcome to the Matt Kuchar invitation or Matt Kuchar can't tip invitational. So that's, yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's, that's right. what we're at this week. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And, and for those who listen to the podcast long enough, big Kuchar fan. So, um, this is going to be fun. He's kind of burned some oh, bridges. Yeah. He's, he's gone from Mr. Nice guy, like Mr. Rogers to, a little bit of a devil on his shoulder, so we'll wait and see how this goes. But uh, we look at the course, El Chameleon Golf Club. It's the 13th year at uh, this course, I believe. It's changed names a few times, but it's a par 71, uh, 6,987 yards, a little less than seven grand on this one. It's uh, one thing you're going to hear early and often. It's got Paspalum greens, which you see at the HSBC. Uh, are the CIMB, the Kuala Lumpur, those Asian courses. You're going to see these greens the same way. Um, a common theme you're going to see as well, they're, they're, they're rather friendly fairways, but at the same time, if you're not in the fairways, you're in trouble because it's surrounded by jungles, forests, um, all kinds of crazy tropical areas. There's some Oceanside, which you hear Graham McDowell's named a lot because, oh, look at Oceanside. You get a lot of RSM Classic, uh, Seaside Boys, get uh, the Oceanside part, but that's not the whole course. You got the jungle, you got the forest, a lot of good stuff there, a lot of common themes. It's not, it's a less than driver course, less around a par five. If you can keep it in the fairway, it's a birdie fest. It's a resort course. The greens are rather large for most courses. They're not super fast. Uh, there are there are a lot of tricky bunkers around there, so you got to be careful with that. But if you're in the, in the fairway, you're wedging it in, it's a birdie fest. Uh, there's water all throughout the course on canals, but most of it goes around the holes like on the back sides of greens and whatnot usually unless you're just wayward like crazy not going to come into play too often so for the most part everything i read early and often on this stay in the fairway off the tee be accurate off the tee birdie fest that's as simple as i can make it like you don't have to get too over the top i think this week it's a um, web.com tour minus the sprain it all over the course of surviving if you're accurate you're going to be just fine so should be interesting there with all that said, Jesse, any certain stats you're looking at this week? Greens and regulation, um, big stat uh, correlation as as far as just being overall good at golf, but in particular this golf course from what I've looked at. Um, I think driving distance matters uh, off the tee. I mean, if you look at kind of the the his, like the historical leaderboards, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you'll at least what, from what I saw in the top 10, a lot of guys who, who hit it far. Um, so waiting that, uh, there's a lot of course history here. The problem is no shot tracker, uh, again, and there's not been any for the last few weeks. So the good thing is labs actually does have some stats from those, the last few tournaments, as far as greens regulation and, you know, just the, your kind of like basic stats that they always have. So that's good. But other than that, you know, no, no shots, strokes gain stats. So it's, it's kind of shitty, but a lot of it's again, feel like we talked about at the HSBC. And I wish I would have felt that Rory, Rory McIlroy was going to win that, but you know, he was expensive. I'll let you slide on that one. He was a little yeah, pricey, was. but um, yeah, this week I'm looking at, you know, we have a lot of past event history. I like guys on these shorter courses. You'll see a lot of trends in some of my picks. It's a, uh, a lot of familiarity. I'm going to play a lot of uh, consistent guys, maybe not go for broke, but 
let's revert, re, re, resort back to remember how six of sixes used to be so darn important. And this was a good week too. You have some good prices that you can make it work. Uh, before we get into the DraftKings picks for the week, FanshareSports.com been a good partner of the podcast for quite a long time now. If you use promo code always press all one word, lowercase letters, always press, get 20% off the package of your choice. They have PGA, NFL, and NBA going strong right now. A couple things from Fanshare Sports. If you look at guys coming in good good form in their last six events, Victor Hovland leads the way DraftKings scoring wise. After him is Harris English. Averaging just a half a point less, 91.1 points in his last six DraftKings uh, tournaments. Tony Finau, Sebastian Munoz, Lanto Griffin, Brian Harmon, Denny McCarthy, Mark Hubbard, Billy Ho, and Joaquin Neiman. If you look at your last six events on par 71s, less than 7,000 yards, Jason Day, Keegan Bradley, Kazire, Emiliano Grillo, great course history here, Russell Knox, Bryce Garnett, Pat Perez, Kramer Hitchcock, CH3, and Anabon Lahiri make your rankings on that one. And then if you want to look at last year's Mayakoba, it'll pretty much coincide with the leaderboard. But, you know, Kuchar, Lee, Spawn, Champ, Garnett lead the way on that one. With all that fun being said, Jesse, let's get into it. 10K and above. Kuch at 11-4, the defending champion, leads the way. You got Hovland at 11-2, Jason Day at 11,000, Finau 10-6, and Billy Ho at 10-2. Who stands out to you up here? Well, I mean, this is kind of what you get, I guess, with this weaker field. Um, Finau is the guy that, that rates out best for me on on my model. He's, his finishes lately aren't great, uh, but he's played well around here. 16th year t- last year and, and missed a cut in 2016 and then finished 7th in 2014. Um, a couple of 50 place finishes coming up, you know, in the last two, I say coming up, I meant in the last two starts. Uh, so not, not great recent form. Um, but of the guys up here, that'd be the kind of guy I would lean towards. I think Hovland, you know, might be okay. Uh, I wonder how chalky Kutcher will be just given, uh, you know, his win and that kind of thing. Jason Day, you know, just, he's not, he's not played well in a long time. I don't really have anything for him. Horschel, maybe. But again, he's got me blocked on Twitter, so I have to mention that. Um, but, you know, he's got at least a couple of top 10 finishes in the last four starts, so he's showing something there. Uh, not a huge fan of this range overall, but, I mean, I would I would lean Finau if, if you know, if I had to pick one. Yeah, I'm with you. Finau, if I'm coming up top, you know, 16th last year, 7th back in 2014-15, coming in in kind of wishy-washy form, played really good on the Euro Tour. His last couple of no-cut events on the PGA Asian uh, swing not as strong, but I like him in this field. He's a bomber that doesn't have to bomb and still be successful. So he kind of stands out to me at 10-8 in this area. Billy Ho always is interesting to me because he's a good ball striker, him and Team PXG. If he's locked in, he can play very well. I just don't know if I want to be up here. Jason Day, if he's low-owned, is intriguing. At the same time, you mentioned it. You know, he's finished 22nd and 31st his last couple events, but at $11,000, you need him to be, like, top five. And does he have it in right now? Maybe. We just haven't seen it. So I'm coming up top here. I'm with you. I want Tony Finau. But at the same time, I also agree with you. I don't think I'm going to be up here. Like I, I like a lot of the uh, 9K, 8K, even parts of the 7K. I see this week for me potentially being a more balanced approach. Maybe ownership sways me a little bit. But I see a lot of guys 
lower down that I, I can foresee yeah. finishing very strong that I can, you know, build a more comfortable lineup. Even though there are 6K guys I like quite a bit because the field is kind of a, you know, a corn fairy, a corny type field to it, uh, we can find some fun. Let's go into the 9K range. you got Neiman at 98, who kind of surprised he's in the 10K range. Uh, CH3 at 96, Wise 94, Knox 93, Answer 92, Scotty Scheffler 91, and Lanto Griffin's up to $9,000. Who you like it, Jesse? Um, start with CH3 just because he's at the top there. Miscut fourth, seventh in his last three starts here. He does have another sixth-place finish back in 2013. Uh, so I, he's got the course history and is coming off, you know, some decent showings. Eighth place at the Zozo and the HSBC he finished 36th. Not super great, but um, obviously much stronger fields there. Uh, so I do like HV or CH three, excuse me. Um, Rusty Knox, man. I mean, he just tears his course up ninth, yep. third, second in his last three starts here, which was 17, 16, and 15. So, so going back a year and then three years before that, uh, three straight top tens. Um, so I, I, I would deal with 9,300 Rusty Knox where normally I wouldn't. Um, and then Scotty Scheffler at, at 9,100, 9, not, um, never played here. Uh, but has been playing very well, hitting a bunch of greens, um, you know, and if he can just, you know, get the flat stick moving a little bit there, uh, I think he's got a chance. So at 91, I, I don't mind him a bit. Um, what, what say you? Yeah, we're in a lot of the same uh, place here. I think Neiman's interesting at 9,800 bucks. I think he'll be very popular though. So I'm not sure I can quite get there, especially with a guy like CH3 at 9,600. I think is great. You mentioned his, Recent history, coming in in good form. He loves playing this course. I look at guys that I don't don't need to swing the driver. We know CH3 can play that kind of short, keep it smart. I can still birdie hole games. I like him quite a bit here. Uh, Knox is perfect. That's why he's played so well here. He's, a, he's an iron-playing machine. Finished 11th in, at the Bermuda, I believe, 28th, 48th prior to that, and 9th, 3rd, and 2nd his last three events here at this tournament. So he's really, really playing it well. Abraham answer is interesting. I've mentioned him many times at these no-cut events. Finished fourth his last time out, uh, 21st and a ninth in his last two times here. So I think he gets overlooked in this range. Uh, but for me, it's CH3, it's Knox, and Scotty Scheffler. Uh, third at the Bermuda, this is a birdie-making fool. We've played him the entire fall swing. He's been so money. Uh, he hasn't been in the no-cut events, really. But all these other tournaments, he's played great. He, he, he finished the corny very well. At $9,100, he's a phenomenal play. I, I lean a little heavier to Hal and Knox. I think the course history helps them if you're paying up this high. I kind of want someone that knows what they're doing here. At the same time, a, a ball striker and a scorer like Scotty Scheffler, I think a 91 is really, really nice in your GPPs. Whereas answers like the Uber, no one's going to play him in this range. And I think he can really surprise you because we've seen him play great at times. Again, a, a fourth place finish his last time out. And that wasn't at the Bermuda, actually. That was at uh, the HSBC, I believe. So, uh, that, that's, a, that's a big, big tournament for answer. I think it'd be kind of sneaky in this 9K range at low ownership. 8K, we got Grio at 89. Mr. I can't putt, but I love this golf course. Kisner at 88, Champ 87, Keegan 86, Reeve 85, which is surprised me at that price. McCarthy 84, Danny Lee, second place last year. He's 8300 bucks. JT Poston, don't look at DraftKings. That says, oh, no, that's just my computer. It's Poston. 8200 bucks. Pat Perez, 81. Fratelli, 8000 And Harris English, $8,000. His name popped up in the uh, the old fan share there. What say you in the 8K range, Jesse? 
Uh, you start off. I'm having a just a slight technical difficulty here. Okay, well, Grio is interesting because I know you're going to like him because you always like Grio, and I don't hate it this week. He's 15th, 9th, and 10th in his last three events here. He's played very, very well. A 30th and a 26th, his last two events on tour. We always know with Grio, it's the putting. The ball striking is premier, and that's something that if he stays out of trouble, which he should at a course like this, and it's shown in recent years, he could have an advantage. These greens usually aren't extremely tricky. So Grio at 89 is very interesting. I expect him to be popular, but very interesting. Keegan Bradley, a 15th and an 8th place finish here in the two years he's played. As, uh, that was in 16 and 17. Uh, coming in in decent form at 8600 bucks stands out. But I love Ches Reeve at 85. I think it's too cheap for him. 26, 14th, 4th in his last three events. Here. He's made all the cuts he's played here. He's played six tournaments, six for six made cuts. I like him a lot at 8500 bucks. Um, if you want to get a little different, Denny McCarthy uh, coming in. He's two for two on cuts here. Coming at the 15th, a 9th, and a 9th in his last three tour events. He's 8400 bucks. He's a birdie-making fool. JT Poston's a guy we love. I, at least I love. I've played him a ton. He's a birdie machine at 8200 bucks. And Harris English, it is $8,000. People might say it's a little crazy for English. He won the event uh, six years ago, 68th or last year, but coming in with a fourth his last time out. At $8,000, maybe not the best GPP play. But if you're playing cash at eight k, I think he's not a horrible play. As a, as a guy, like, he's going to make the cut. He's got potential to make a run. But he could really, you know, make the cut and help my team out quite a bit. He's, he's, a, he's a different golfer now. Uh, he, as the year ended last year, got his card. He's playing really well in his fall swing. So I think Harris English at 8K could be pretty interesting. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, I'm back up. Uh, so Grillo, uh, Grillo I, I, I second that call. Um, what about a snubbed off the President's Cup team? I know we didn't talk about this, but Kevin Kisner. I'm a kids dude, and, and you know, everywhere you read, it's, it's a, a link to the RSM, which we know next week it's the boys from Sea Island. Maybe. I could see it. His course history isn't ideal. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's awful. And Three missed cuts and four starts. And I'm and a kids boy. I'm a yeah. kids boy. Like, I love kids. I told you the story. I don't know if I said it on the pod. I told you a story about why I like Kisner. He's yeah. one of the most genuine, cool dudes. Like, we could easily go play golf and hang out with him afterwards. Did you see the, the, vid- the video of him and, and- – the dude from Barstool Riggs or whatever. Um, yeah, they're good. They're good buddies. They played a match against each other and he buried a putt at the end and started talking shit. It was pretty good, but well, he played it with his seven iron the entire match. <laughs> that, that was part of the bet. Like I don't listen to all of Riggs's uh, four play podcast. Cause I, I just don't have that much time in my life, but I, I like the ones with Kisner. Cause I, I, I literally do enjoy Kisner's like back and forth. And this, they, they made a deal cause they're good buddies. That's how I, heard about more about kids because kids went they came to kids house at pebble for the open drank with him on tuesday night i saw kids wednesday and he was definitely hung over and um and that's when i started paying attention more and they made the bet that night before that hey you come to my course you can pick which club i want and we'll have a competition gotcha i didn't know that well, that's mm-hmm. that's even better yep. i i just wonder if it's you know kids with a chip on his shoulder i know that course history is bad um so you know I think he's worth a look. I, I doubt many people will be on him. Um, you know, could be wrong, but we'll see. And maybe it's just a, a next week type of deal where he shows up there. But uh, Chez, I agree with Pat Perez. Um, don't know if you mentioned him, uh, but like him quite a bit. Uh, he has, he's a past winner here and then has, has played decently well coming off that injury. Um, third, 31st and 51st. Uh, in his last three starts, starting with the Shriners, the CJ Cup, and the Zozo. Um, 
So I, I, I feel like at 8,100, he's, he's worth a shot. And then again, Harris English, like you already mentioned him too, at 8,000 is definitely on my radar uh, because he rates out very high on the model and, and he has one here before now. His course history coming in is 68 miscut, miscut, miscut. So it's it's not good. But this is not the same Harris English as yep. has been around the last couple of years. He's playing much better. Um, fourth place finish last time out the Houston Open. You know, three three top tens in his last four starts. He's playing very well. Coming back to a course where he's won before, 8000 bucks. I uh, I like that quite a bit. Yeah, Harris, he's like – he's a very good iron player, ball striker, approach type guy. Courses like this just seem like that would fit that game very well, especially the form he's in. So I hope he's not popular. I think if people are savvy or they listen to the Always Pressing podcast, they should be playing him. But we'll wait and see on that one. Yeah. Um, let's go 7,500 and above. The, the seven, I must preface this now. The 7 and 6K range, there can be arguments made for a lot of these guys. Like a lot oh, of yeah. them. And I'll, I'll probably name off a lot. Like most people go, Bubba, who don't you like in Syria? I get it. <laughs> But I'm trying to like tell you there's a lot of dudes. If you want to get different, you can play Chuck elsewhere, have some fun down here because there's a lot of really good players, especially on shorter courses. It opens up the player pool. So who are you liking in this area? 7,500 and above. Yeah. I mean, hey, man. I mean, haters going to hate. So um, starting up at the top with uh, Brian Gay at $7,900. Um, he has won here before. Uh I think he won here before, right? I, I think I remember seeing that. It's not listed here on. Um, yeah, he won back in 2008. <clears throat> yeah, thank you. Uh, so it just goes back to 2009 here on. I mean, he, the dude just makes cuts here. So third place finish last time out at the Bermuda Championship, uh, which was a couple weeks ago there. 7,900 bucks. I'll take plenty of him. Uh, Carlos Ortiz at 7,700. Miscut 45th, 55th, Miscut 9th. Um, at this golf course, so three of five made cuts, not great necessarily, but coming off a fourth place finish at the uh, Houston Open and has made four straight cuts on tour, which include two fourth place finishes in that time. Sebastian Munoz, he's he's interesting to me. So played here one time, sixty fourth, uh, which was last year, uh, in his one and only start. Obviously won this fall swing, um, but the dude's just been continuously like, except for the Shriners. Mm-hmm. exceeding value on his price. And he got up to even $9,400 at the Houston Open. He's back down to a more reasonable level here at 77. I think he's worth a shot myself. So um, I'll give him a look. So but th- those would be my three guys there that I would I would be checking out here above 75. Yeah, I love the Munoz call. We talked about him quite a bit. He's just a birdie machine. I think that they – oh, the Shriners, not, it, it cleared my brain because we all played him. He tripled 18 on the first day, and he missed the cut by one stroke. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah. that very clearly now because he's just a birdie fool. Like, he's very, very good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian Gay, I'm 100% with you at 7900 bucks. I think he's interesting. I think he'll be low-owned because HV3 is at 79. And I love him. Sixth here last year, missed a cut. Fifth prior to that. Coming in an okay form. Everyone loves HV3. So, I think Gay is very good at 79. A nice pivot there. I think Sabatini, he's made uh, six of eight cuts at this event, including a third and a fifth. Coming in an okay form of 33rd or 31st and a 10th in his last three tournaments. He can be a nice play, especially in cash games at 78. Like the Munoz call quite a bit. But uh, for regular listeners of the show, it would be inappropriate and irresponsible of me to not mention playing Brian Harmon at a short course at $7,700. This is my boy. Lefty bias, maybe. I don't know. I love playing him in these fields. We played him a lot towards the end of the year. We played him in fall swings. I really like Harmon at 7700 bucks. You know, he's made three or four cuts here, nothing fancy. 
It's or he's made a uh, four or six cuts. He's made three straight though, 68, 55th, and a 40th. Not great, but still, I like him on course. So I guess at 77. And then if you need to go birdie hunting, I like a guy like Bryce Garnett, fifth year last year, 25th, seventh, sixth in his last four events here. He can be interesting at $7,600. Don't hate that at all. 7400 and below, what you looking at? Start with uh, Cameron Tringale at $7,400. Um, two straight mate cuts here, so 2017, 25th, 2016, 46th. Three missed cuts in a row before that. Not a huge deal. 13th place finish at the Houston Open. Um, finished 16th at the St. Anderson's Farm. You know, this fall swing too, and 44th. In between there at the uh, Safeway Open. So, I like him. He's got some pretty good form coming in. Adam Schink, also playing very well currently um, for, you know, what he is. Uh, he did play the Zozo. He finished 22nd. Played the CJ Cup, 46th. Shriners Hospital, 18th. Hitting it pretty well. Made two straight cuts here. Um, not great finishes, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Jing Zheng Zhang. Very Again. good. Very yeah, good. I, that was good. Who knows? So he's been playing on tour, um, this whole fall swing pretty much. One missed cut was at the uh, green bar. Other than that, 38th, 4th, 16th, 7th, 60th. I mean, guys just playing well. Played here in 2017, finished 20th, $7,300. Um, you can do a lot worse. Nick Taylor, 7200 Um, Two straight ma- missed cuts here, but he's been playing better as of late. Uh, a 29th at the Shriners, 10th Safeway. So form is, is okay there. Not a huge fan of him, but I think he's worth a mention. Martin Laird, um, three of five made cuts at this golf course, two straight made cuts on tour. Um, I think he's okay at 7,100. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the bottom portion of this. Um, do like Tringali and Shink quite a bit with, with Zhang there. This is where Jesse and I disagree because I love a couple guys down here. Um, Zhang is on my list of 73. I, I like that quite a bit, coming in in great form. And if he cheats like he can, we're good. Uh, Siwoo in GPPs at the price points they're giving him always has my attention because he can be uber tilting, as we all know. But a guy like Siwoo, 26th, third, withdraw, and a 17th. His last four tournaments here, he makes cuts with potential to play better. Siwoo at 74 has my attention. Uh, Ryan Armour, a good short course specialist, 21st, 55th the last two years here, finished 8th at the Bermuda. He's on 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 the list. A name you're going to mention a lot because he's coming in in great form, but I don't know if I want to play Chalky. Is Doc Redman. He's going to be very popular. I've heard his name a ton already. Pretty sure a couple shows might be on him as well because uh, they love Doc and they like that one time he did very well for them. So I'm curious about Doc at 7,100. But the other two guys I like a ton, and these are guys that we've been on quite a bit uh, during the fall swing, Brian Stewart, he's made five or six cuts, missed a cut here last year, but a ninth, a second, a second, and he's finished four three events ago on the PGA Tour. He's a birdie maker at 7,100. And then a the dude I love, missed the cut here three years ago, made his two pre- previous cuts, 41st uh, at the Bermuda, second at uh, the event prior to that. Mark Hubbard at 7,000 is a guy I can get behind, uh, another birdie maker that's super, super cheap. So, like, Stewart and Hubbard are two guys I don't like down below. Armour and uh, Siwoo. Guys that can play really well in course like this and Jang, quite interesting, as you mentioned before. 6K range, what do you like in Jesse? Uh, start with Scott Harrington at 6,900. Um, never played here, but has been playing very, very well since you know earning his PGA Tour card at the end of the at the Corn Ferry there, and um, you know he has a second place finish at the Houston Open. Um, 
just making cuts, except for the Sanderson, this 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 uh, false swing. What about Joel Dahman at sixty eight hundred dollars? I'm, I'm I'm super That's confused about this price. Forty <clears> first <throat> and twenty third in his last two starts at this golf course, um, and has made three straight cuts on tour, including a top ten at the Shriners. I'm 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 I mean, just an odd price, if in my opinion. Uh, Sean Stefani, not great course history. Three of five made cuts here. Did miss the cut last week or last year, but. In the last three times he's made the cut, he's finished 20th, 25th, and 2nd. So, I mean, he's a boomer bust play coming off an 11th place finish at the Bermuda. Um, I think he's playable at 6,700 for sure. Uh, Adam Long, I mean, he went over to did kind of the Asian swing. Um, before that, I was all over him quite a bit. He was just kind of playing very well. So, I, I think he's worth going back to at $6,600. He's he's never played at this, at this golf tournament. Um, but... Before the Asian swing, he 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 had, you know, three straight top twenty fives, which at sixty six hundred dollars is gonna is gonna pay off pretty well. Two more guys, long shots. Just looking at some individual stats, Zach Blair. He gets he he's gotten Love it. around here around here pretty well. Three make cuts in a uh, in a row. If you go back to sixteen, fourteen, and fifteen, um, he did have a top ten in two thousand fifteen. So he he's. He's been able to to get around this place pretty well. Made three of his four, three of his last four cuts on tour. Uh, did finish fourth at the Safeway, and you know did make the last two cuts that he's that he's played there. So, uh, from what I've seen, you know, I mean, scrambling is is a potential stat to to kind of check out. It it might wait a little bit higher here than it does at other places, but and and Sack has a pretty good short game. Uh, and then last but not least, Tyler Duncan, uh, two two cuts in a row at. Uh, Mayakoba here, um, coming off 18th place finish at the Barramuda. Barracuda. <laughs> it's the Bermuda. It's like there's, there's there's way too much of this island golf names. Um, <laughs> they get me fucked up. So, anyways, that's it for me. There's a name you didn't mention that I'm very surprised about. Hudson Swapper, $6,300, Jesse. Any thoughts? Yeah, you know, Hudson, man, that's I used to boy. love the guy. That's your boy. Now, he has made four straight cuts here, so I, I can see where there's a little bit of uh, – a little bit of reason to play him, but dude has not been, been good in the last two years. I mean, just miscut after miscut after miscut. So yeah. he went over and played in the European tour. That's wild. I, he must have been injured or something at the end of – because he didn't play from June to October and then went over and played Open to France, finished 29th. I mean, yeah, that's a super deep G- GPP throw, if, I mean, if I've ever seen one there. $6,300. You never know. Yeah. You never I mean, know. If you're playing super large field event, I wouldn't I yeah. wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Uh, Harrington, I'm 100% with. Uh, guys like Sam Ryder can, can, can pull it out for you. A guy I do like at $6,800 is Fabian Gomez. We've been playing him quite a bit. Not the best course history, but a seventh at in Bermuda. In the fall swing, 55th, 56th, 18th, playing some really good cut-making golf. Down below is what you're looking for. If you're talking short course specialist, Vaughn Taylor, he's made five straight cuts. He's played the 26th last year. Two straight cuts on tour, 41st and 60th. Um, Johnny Vegas is always GPP relevant when he's down below here. He can do all kinds of crazy stuff, and he's played great course history. You're six of eight cuts, 38th, 61st, 10th the last three years here. But uh, some guys I usually mention down below here, $6,700, David Hearn. He's a birdie maker and a cut making machine. Made four or five cuts here, and then he had an eighth at the in Bermuda uh, recently. I like him. I love your Zach Blair call. He's a short course specialist. They've talked about it time and time again with him on short courses. 
He can play very well. You mentioned the course history, two straight made cuts on tour. I don't hate that at all. Uh, if you're looking at course history, though, it's a weird play because I'm not in love with him all the time, but CT Pan, 16, 55th, 46th, the last three times here. And then the last guy I'll mention is Mav McNeely. He's, he's uh, never played here before, but 35th, 17th, 37th, 56th, 7th, or 52nd. Four straight made cuts on the tour after getting his uh, card from the Corn Ferry Tour. So Mav at 65 can be interesting. We'll narrow all this down when we recap everything. But uh, this 6K range, you can get different and have some fun with it. That's for sure. All right, Jesse, let's recap it. Uh, 10K yep. and above, who you got? Who's your one guy? I'll go with Finau. Yeah, I'll go with Finau as well. Uh, 9K and above, give me two guys. Uh, CH3 and uh, and I'll say Scheffler. We have the same guys there as well. This is outstanding. Okay. This is going to hmm. be boomer bust weekend for the Always Pressing Podcast. Hmm. Uh, 8K range, give me two guys. Uh, this is good. I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. I'm just gonna go on the low end. I'm gonna go Perez and uh, English. I'm gonna go Revi in English. Um, I love Grio. I think you like Grio a lot. I'm. How yeah. chalky is too chalky for Grio for you? Yeah, I mean he's he's probably gonna be, you know, twenty percent plus. I mean it, it it's it's tilting. Um, the good news is there's no there's no shot tracker, so you won't know when he misses. <laughs> when he misses three footers, three footers. Yeah. <laughs> but how chalky is too chalky for you? Uh, you know anything. It, over twenty percent, I, I would okay. rather not. But it's just been so hard to predict to the uh, during this fall swing. So true, very very true. Seventy five hundred above. Give me two guys. Um, uh, Brian Gay and and, Mun- and Munoz. I'll go Brian Gay and Brian Harmon. Seventy four hundred and below. Give me two guys. Uh, Tringali and Zhang. 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 I'm gonna go Stewart and Hubbard. Save some money right there. 6K, give me two guys. Harrington and Dahlman. Uh, Fabian Gomez and Zach Blair. That's where I'm going to go. Gomez and Blair. It's going to be a interesting one to say the least. If you're starting a cash lineup, give me three guys. Um, you know, Believe it or not, I think Harris English is, is cash viable. Agreed. Uh, and then, it, you know, if... This is kind of hard, but I, I would also probably throw Perez in, into that mix as well. Um, and then a guy like Tring, Tringali as well. I have CH3, Revi, and English as my cash starting point. Uh, GPP, give me three guys you're starting with. Uh, I think Harrington um, can, can be GPP's Zhang. Uh, and then... You know, I mean, if you want to get super weird, uh, Zach Blair. I don't hate that at all. I'm going to start with Grio, Harmon, and Scheffler. Again, like we talked about, though, if Griot's too chalky, they're probably not going to go that direction. Uh, all right. The funnest part of the podcast. Who's your pick to win? <laughs> we got in Harris English. I'm just going to throw his name out there. Yeah, we love English. I knew this was going to come up. 50 to 1. Well, I, I, don't, I don't mind that. I like Scheffler at 33. He's coming through sooner than later. And I like Harmon at 60. Uh, anyone else that tickles your fancy? Not really. No. <laughs> I mean, well, all right then. All right. Field, then. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun field. It's going to be a yeah, fun no, tournament. Yeah. But it's not, uh, you know, we got a few more months until we get back to, uh, you know, going down to, uh, let's say, L.A. 
for some fun adventure. San Diego to Torrey Pines. We got, we got a little, little Hawaii. Bit there. Yep. Yeah, we'll get uh, after we'll get the Sony. The Sony will be good. Yep. Sony, we'll be back with the Sony. I'm not counting the champions. We'll, we'll go to the Sony. So we got about a month and a half of uh, playing these kind of smaller. I like the RSM. I haven't seen the field yet, but the RSM is usually a, a pretty decent field with all the Sea Island Georgia boys. So that'll be yep. pretty interesting. Next but week will be good fun- too, yeah. Any final thoughts for the Maya Cobra, just anything in general? Uh, I got none. I, I I will say that I am glad that you can play golf and not have to play a defense. <laughs> if you guys only knew the whole story there. <laughs> if you guys only knew it all. But, I mean, uh, yeah, it's tilting. It's tilting. <laughs> yep. Who would – okay, let's have fun with this. Who would be your 4K Ravens defense equivalent to this week's golf tournament? I mean, who would you not – I mean, Finau. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Finau is going to be the guy that breaks the slate. <laughs> I mean, that would that would be the equivalent, in my opinion. Yep. Because you're like looking wild. at him, you're like, I don't, I do not want to roster him. I do not, I can't afford him. And then you, you don't, and then he wins. I was like Rory last week. Let's just say that, or at, right. at, the, at the HSBC, it's like right. Rory's the the Ravens defense. If you don't play him, you're screwed. Yeah. Yep. Well, that'll wrap us up this week, folks. You can find Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I am at BD Entrick in the podcast at Always Press DFS. If you can give us a rating and review on iTunes, we'd much, much appreciate it. But until next time, this was the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, previewing the 2019 Mayakoba Classic. Catch you guys later. Oh,